Hello, Restoration Church. I'm Pastor Mark. And I'm Pastor Ken. And we are so glad you are joining us as we continue the conversation. What a treat it was to have Seth Jones drive up from Nashville to deliver the message this past Sunday. I'm looking forward to talking about what we heard. Uh, we're in the middle of Holy Week, so before we jump into the conversation, we wanted to remind you of the gatherings that are happening the rest of this week. So Thursday night, we will have two opportunities to gather from Monday, Thursday. It'll be brief, but it'll be a special time to gather around the table as Jesus did with his disciples to remember the new commandment Jesus gave to love as he loves. You can join us at either 7 o'clock or 7.30 on Thursday night for that. And then on Friday night at 7 o'clock uh, is our Tenebrae service. We'll, uh, we'll recount the darkest day in human history as Jesus is crucified on the cross. There's no benediction that night. We will leave in darkness and silence. Benediction comes Easter Sunday morning when we celebrate the empty tomb. Of course, we'd love to have you join us for that 7.30, 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock that morning. We have plenty of seating available, including an overflow in the Fellowship Hall. So we encourage you, invite your friends and family. If you're not able to join us in person on Easter Sunday morning, we will be live streaming the 9 o'clock service on Facebook. Uh, we'll be having baptisms in the 9 and the 11 o'clock service. It's going to be a great, great day. So on Sunday, Seth delivered a powerful message. Uh, we heard a lot of great discussion and feedback after the service. Uh, Seth spoke on the familiar story of Jesus turning over the tables in the temple. But he provided a, a different way to receive what was going on in that story. Yeah, the time of Jesus' final hours before his death was during the Passover feast. Uh, during the various feasts, the people of God would celebrate. People from all over the world uh, would journey to Jerusalem. These were special days with lots and lots of people. And for some people, a lot of people coming to Jerusalem stirred up the possibility of a lot of money in their pockets. So people who had traveled from afar, the poor in their midst, those who were not a part of the in crowd were being taken advantage of. And, and Jesus wasn't having it. No. <laughs> and it's easy for us to say, how dare they do that? You know, get them, Jesus. But as Seth shared on Sunday, it's easy for us, perhaps, to set up tables in our lives, in our church. And if we aren't careful, this story warns us, Jesus will flip our tables too. We have to ask ourselves, is there anything in me that has created a barrier for someone to experience an encounter with Jesus? When I, when I think about the temple, it was set up with boundary lines. Think of it as concentric circles. In the largest circle on the outside of the temple, anybody was welcome. The closer you walk towards the center of the temple, the more boxes you had to check in order to be allowed entrance. The very center of the temple was the Holy of Holies, and only priests were allowed in there. Yeah, we had a, a community gathering with teenagers uh, a few years ago, and and tried to illustrate this by, by creating sort of these different sections in our gathering space. Uh, we had everyone initially stand around the outside and said, okay, everyone move into the first section. And then we announced only those who were in high school move into the next section. 
And then only those who went to Bedford North Lawrence High School move into the next section. And then only the boys got to move into the next section. And then finally, only those who had received a, a call to full-time vocational ministry, you get to move into the smallest section. It was a great exercise for the students to understand the divisions that existed in Scripture between Jews and Gentiles, male and female, uh, rich and poor, even between what tribe they belonged to. So Gentiles were allowed in the outside margins of the temple, but they weren't allowed in the inner circles where Jews were allowed. They, they were already kept at a distance just by how the temple was set up, and now their gathering space in this story we hear was being transformed into an opportunity to take advantage of others. It was, it was full of a marketplace. They didn't have room there. And Jesus says, my house is for everybody. Everyone is welcome here. Anyone can meet me here. And currently you're making it difficult for that to happen. Of course, that's a paraphrase. <laughs> but the point is, it's easy to fall into the trap of setting up tables, not making it easy for others to feel welcome, to make it hard for others to encounter Jesus. And we don't want anything anything to be a barrier for someone to experience meeting jesus i love the reminders seth gave us nobody is too far gone right. too broken too messed up uh, in in their past that have messed up too much no one has ever crossed a line that goes beyond the reach of the love of jesus Jesus specializes in making beautiful things out of our messes. He did it with me. He can do it with anybody. And we've seen this time and time again. I mentioned the Holy of Holies, that, that central location in the temple. In much the same way the tabernacle was in the Old Testament, it was viewed by the people. Uh, it, it was symbolized, the, it kind of symbolized the resting place for God's presence, okay? The Holy of Holies. It's a, it's a small but very significant detail in the story that we're going to rehearse on Friday night. But when Christ was crucified, that curtain or that veil that protected the entrance into the Holy of Holies it was torn in two from top to bottom. The, the symbolism is that through Christ's death on the cross, God's presence, his love, salvation, is set free. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's available to everyone. Yeah, it's the reason I think the Apostle Paul says in Galatians, you know, in Christ there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Anybody can be a part of this family. Uh, it's the story and, and purpose of the incarnation, Jesus' life and, and death and resurrection. It was God coming to us in the flesh. He didn't keep us at an arm's length away. He didn't keep his distance. He didn't give up on us when the people of God kept messing things up. He didn't leave us to, to try to figure things out on our own. He came near to us while we were still sinners, while we were unlovable, so that whoever believes in him won't perish but have eternal life. So we follow his example by not keeping others at arm's length. Mm -hmm by living in proximity with them, pointing them to the one and the only one who can redeem and restore. It's interesting that Jesus went from flipping tables on Sunday to sitting around a table on Thursday night. Mm -hmm. 
he, he what he's doing there, he's demonstrating exactly what what we were just talking about. You know, if you knew you were about to eat your last meal, who would you pick to surround yourself with? Family, friends, probably. You know, someone someone who would soon betray you, soon deny even knowing you, others who would desert you in your greatest time of need, probably not. But that's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus says, this is my body broken for you, my blood shed for you. This is for you. I'm doing this for you, for the world. I am doing this for you so you can meet me wherever you are, whoever you are, no matter what you've done or where you've come from. And when the church gets this right, I mean, watch out. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I am thankful for our church here at Restoration. I came across a post on Sunday afternoon by Whitney. After hearing the message, here's what she, she posted on Facebook. She said, every day is for God, but Sundays are for my church. The people that know my mess and love me anyway. We are Nazarenes. We are definitely not holier than thou. We accept everyone into our church. Those people that everyone has tossed aside, we want those kind yeah. of people around. That's what Nazarenes do. I love to be associated with people on the wrong side of the tracks. That's my passion. I definitely do not go to church to put on a show or act better. God is my doctor and, and church is my hospital. Mm. I have to continue to, to see him for help. If you're looking for a home church or a church this Easter, Restoration Church of the Nazarene is it. Isn't love that awesome? It, I love it. Love it. I, I hear an echo of something Jesus said um, in his words in the Gospels. The sick are the ones who need a doctor. I came for the sick. Right. And how... How often have we gotten that wrong, right? You know, as the church, but when the church gets it right, you know, going back to that story, and Seth pulled this out as well. Uh, once the tables were turned, right? <laughs> you know, uh, Jesus is praised. Healing, reconciliation, restoration takes place in the temple. When we get it right, that happens in our midst. Mm -hmm. We see uh, what seemed impossible then become possible through the blood of Jesus. Just like Whitney said, I am so thankful to be a part of the global church of the Nazarene. You know, I've, I love, some have said the Nazarene, what, what's with the name Nazarene? Well, let me tell you about the name mm -hmm. Nazarene. We, we, by that name, have associated ourselves with Jesus the Nazarene. We remember that Jesus was from Nazareth. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Mm -hmm. You know, well, we're associated with those people who are on the wrong side of the tracks. Those those people who everybody else says, well, we're not associating with them. We say that's who we associate with. Our church's founders would actually march through the streets, finding the people on the streets and bring them into their gathering space and give them a front row seat. You know, I, I love that. In fact, the first the first place that we know of where the church of the Nazarene was, the very first church of the Nazarene was a barn. <laughs> you know, God, help us to get back to our roots. Yeah. Help us to remember who we are because it's who Jesus is. I am thankful for our heritage. Uh, the story we belong to is good news for everybody. And I want to do everything I can to make sure that as many people as possible can hear that good news of Jesus through my life and through our church.
So we invite you again to consider the question, what tables are set up in our lives that need to be removed? Tables that are making it difficult for others to encounter Jesus. As we wrap up this episode, we just invite you to join us in in making this prayer from, from our devotional material, a prayer for our lives and for our church. Lord, we confess that our imaginations have been shaped by the power practices of this fallen world. Too often we are more concerned with our habitual way of worship than we are with staying in step with your heart of love for the world. Undo in us the things that have led us away from your heart. Heal us and make us whole that you might be made known through us. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening in. We would love for you to follow or subscribe if you haven't already so you can catch the next episode. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you.